Hello friends, welcome to the Now is the Time podcast. This is Caleb Suko and this is season 3 episode 11 and today I'm joined by my beautiful wife, my other half, Christina. Hello everyone. And we thought it might be good just to sit down and talk a little bit about our daughter and her marriage that uh, recently happened last month. We are actually in South America right now uh, visiting our daughter and our new son-in-law. So it's kind of a new experience for us, but we wanted to share with you about just kind of how all that came about. And Christina, it's your first time in South America. Maybe you want to share something about that. Yes, it's a, it's quite a change traveling from British Columbia, Canada, and we basically ended up in the op- on the opposite parallel in South America. So the change is very drastic. Well, we didn't go quite that. It's far, not quite that far south, but the change is quite drastic. But we did go from the furthest northern country in the <laughs> Americas to the furthest southern country in, in the Americas, the southern hemisphere of the Americas. Yeah. So, so we're enjoying our, our time here with, with Naomi and Jorge, and this is a little bit of a different episode because I'm not gonna, we're not gonna just uh, dive into talk about evangelism and discipleship, but you know these things do affect, I think, our our ability to share the gospel, and they're part of God's plan too. I mean, I'm talking about the mar- marriage and family and. I know that one of the things I realized when we first went to Ukraine was how important children were to even reaching out to our neighbors. It seems like sometimes children have easier, quicker, are able to make the connections with new people. And, and so family is very important when we talk about uh, worship, when we talk about our the gospel, and, uh, and the marriage of our children is important too. So... I want to start by just giving a little bit of background. A lot of people, we've shared the story so many times because every time we visit a church, it seems like they say, oh, your daughter's getting married or or now your daughter got married. How did that happen? How did she meet this guy from Chile? And then we go into the story. The story is quite fascinating because... If you were to ask us at the beginning of this year, when we were just planning our year, thinking about what is to come, this would never have entered my head, this turn of events. Yeah, and I, I was thinking about that recently too. And and actually, here's the thing, when it did come up, I think both of us were like, I was like, oh, wait a minute, what's going on here? I, honestly, when we, or I should say, when I first realized that there's some sort of romantic interest from a guy towards our daughter that we've never met, who lives in South America, I I was I wasn't exactly happy. Would you say? Oh, I think you. <laughs> I I would compare you to a male in the like a. <laughs> Group of, group of animals protecting its oh. its group from anyone else who is trying to lay an eye on, on the female in his group. And, uh, and I would say that you reacted a lot, a lot more to this 
than I did. Than I did. You yeah. were a lot more categorical, and, and you did not want any well, continuation the, yeah. to the story. Well, no, I mean, the thing is that you have, I think you have like a certain idea, you know, what, what's going to happen with your children. Absolutely. Um, even like maybe who they might marry. And you're sort of living that idea in your head, and then when it changes, you, it, it catches you off yeah, guard. Yeah, it catches you off guard, and you think, "Oh no, what's going to happen? Like my plan for my child is not working out exactly like I thought." And I think that that was the initial reaction for me, and then not knowing a lot of things. So, so how how did this actually all come about? Um, the the culprit here is a Russian social media website, sort of a copy of Facebook that was produced in Russia a number of years ago. And pretty much everyone in Ukraine is on it or was on it. And, and so our daughter was on there and she befriended this guy from Chile. In fact, he befriended her. Well, yeah, 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 he, that's right. I should say it that way, he befriended her. And you think, what in the world? Why, why would he befriend our daughter? Well, Jorge was actually looking or planning to go to Russia in 2018. So he wanted to meet some Russian or Ukrainian Christians who spoke Russian and Spanish. Naomi actually took Spanish for one year in high school in 10th grade. So honestly, I don't really think that she knew enough Spanish to converse freely, but that was an opportunity for her to learn. But but she had it in her profile on on that website that she yes. knew Spanish. Yes, so and that's, that's how the website, how Jorge's search filtered her, um, and she became one of the people that came up in his search. So they started chatting back and forth in Spanish, our daughter at that time was using Google Translate, I think, for a lot of things. And I remember that I had noticed that, and I asked Naomi, I said, Naomi, what, what, is, what is this? Why are you talking to this guy in, in Spanish? In fact, she, she actually, she told us. She told us yeah, that yeah, she wrote Yeah, she, she did, I think. I think that she did. Mm-hmm. And then I just thought, well, that's a little strange, but whatever. <laughs> you know. I was actually a little bit concerned when she said that he was a lawyer from South America, I was very concerned because it just sounded Weird. to me too much like <laughs> grooming or something just did not well, sound yeah. right. We, we just we just didn't know. And so it was, uh, uh, let's see, I'm trying to think back how that, that worked out. Anyway, we, we had realized that they were chatting back and forth and I decided I would take a look at, you know, some of what they were saying because we always just try to, um, have our children's social uh, accounts open to us so we can see what's going on, see their interaction with their friends and stuff, and just, just so they're accountable. And, and so Naomi knew that. I wasn't, like, sneaking into her account or anything. And I looked at some of the things that, that he was writing, and there was really really nothing bad there, but I sensed that there was more interest than just learning Russian or Naomi just learning Spanish, but especially just learning Russian on his behalf. Or just being a pay, pen pal. Yeah, because Naomi said, oh, we're, we're just friends. Which, at that point, they were just friends. But I told Naomi, I said, Naomi, I think, I feel like there's more interest here than, than just 
learning Russian. Oh, no, 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 no. We're, we're just friends. I said, well, you know, from my experience of being a, a young man that was single, I would say that there's more interest. Well, I think we as parents have a, a better perspective. I hope. <laughs> <laughs> If we don't, there's something wrong. Um, I think that we can... Uh, I could actually read between the lines of how he formed his sentences. And, of course, I think some of the Latino nature came through in those letters and and definitely latinos are more expressive and uh and they know how to flatter a girl and and make her feel like the queen of the universe <laughs> so when when caleb and i read those letters they were very nice definitely definitely there was an interest and i had to go away for a for a conference i think that i was speaking at that weekend when i got back Jorge had, I, I don't remember exactly what he had written, but basically he had kind of professed his love for Naomi. So then all of a sudden we thought, well, we better step in and do something. And so I contacted him immediately. I said, Jorge, you've been communicating with my daughter. I think I said something like, I think this is inappropriate. And I, I, think, and... That, I think the reason why you said that was that by then we realized that Jorge was quite a bit older than Naomi. And Naomi was 17. No, no, that was not the... Well... I, I, I think that was one well, of no, the... I, that, I think that factored into it. But basically, I just thought, well, you know, this it seems like there's a romance starting here. And <laughs> and um, it should not be starting without our consent and and everything. And so so anyway, I wrote to him. It was It was fairly stern. And I think it scared him quite a bit. <laughs> and I said, hey, we need to talk. And so we set up a day just, you know, a couple of days down uh, down the road. And it was a Sunday evening. And we set up a day to talk with him on Skype. And so he was, he was, he agreed to it right away. I said, yeah, sure, I can talk. Um, and would love to talk with you. And so, so that Sunday afternoon we got on Skype. And we talked to him. And you know what? He was, he was very pleasant to talk with. He knew English, uh, not not perfectly, but he was able to just basically give his life story. Mm -hmm. In fact, I think, I'm trying to think, I think before that he even wrote to me a number of things about himself. But but anyway, we so we talked for, I don't know, 45 minutes or an hour or so. And, and he was very, very open with us, um, shared his testimony, how he came to faith in Christ, uh, talked about just his just about himself like he basically we didn't have very many questions left when when he was done talking mm -hmm. and I, i think i think what gave me the sense of comfort was that i could see that he was not hiding anything that, yeah, yeah, that whatever well, question we asked no matter how difficult and unpleasant it was uh, to answer that question he gave an answer Well, I don't think that you could see that he wasn't hiding anything, but it definitely felt that you, way. You, you could feel the, the transparency. Because he would just was very open to, to answer any question and and not afraid to talk. And But still, you kind of think, okay, he, I mean, he could be a completely different person than he says. Yes. And so there was a couple of things for me that were very important. One is he immediately gave me the contact for his pastor, who was an American missionary that had been down here in... Chile and 
which who I contacted immediately wrote to him, ended up uh, talking to him and just, he said very good things about Jorge and confirmed everything that Jorge said about himself. And also he said, um, I think his respect for us was, was very important. And he, he told me, he said, listen, I can write to you. Uh, and then if you think that it is appropriate, you can pass it on to Naomi and vice versa. Of course, we told them you don't have to do that. We already have all the login for our daughter's accounts. So uh, we're reading all those messages anyway. And So keep that in mind. <laughs> yeah, and he, of course he was fine with that. Yeah. But I just thought that was a very respectful thing that, that he did. Um, and then as... And, and so, so Christina and I talked to him on Skype. Naomi had not talked to him uh, on Skype. They'd only chatted with text before mm-hmm. that. So we really took that first step and and then sort of led, uh, I guess, in a way in the relationship um, from that point on. And what, what would you say? What, what else kind of won you over or, or, or made you feel like, okay, this, it's okay for this relationship to develop? Well, I think that, of course, initial impression, I think, is very important at this stage because he he lives so far away and <laughs> there's no other way to meet him but on Skype. And so uh, meeting him, and I think his mom was there too that, that first time that we talked. No, no, I don't she think... She wasn't there? I don't think it was the first time. I think maybe the, the It was a little bit later, but I would say that that was also a plus that we just saw his interaction with his mother and um, just seemed that he had a very good relationship with her very respectful to her and actually since we were in ukraine and he was in chile we felt comfortable that we could actually end that relationship if we saw that it wasn't going in a good direction or he was not the person who he said that he was or that their relationship was not taking a good turn and so as we got to know jorge more he um, he wrote to us quite a bit. He asked us questions, which was very surprising and, and um, in a good way. It just gave me confidence that he wants to be a better Christian. He wants to learn to be a good husband. He told us things about himself that many young men would not feel um, would increase their chances with the girl. Yeah, he didn't just say positive things. He, I mean, he shared with us you know, some of his faults and some problems and, uh, you know, re- regular things, but not necessarily things that you would share if you were just trying to impress someone and make everyone think that you're just the most amazing person ever. Yes, and uh, and also whenever we would talk to him on Skype and his mom would come home with bags of groceries he would actually just excuse himself and run and help his mom. And that was that was very sweet, I think, because um, honestly, I haven't seen that many young men that would just jump up and run and help their mom rather than talk to his girlfriend on the phone or on, on Skype. So yeah. so that was very so, special. So basically we said that they could continue the relationship uh, online and uh, but asked them to do it in English so that we would know what was going on. We didn't have to use yeah. the Google Translate. And we, all the time. and we also I also asked them. I said I wanted them to talk on Skype more because I felt like it's just it's more real 
And sometimes you can kind of hide things by writing, but when you're talking, you have to respond right away, and it's it's just more real. Uh, but we asked them to talk on Skype when we were around in a in a room where where anybody could walk in. Where uh, so we so often when they would talk on Skype, uh, we would be right there and be hearing the conver- whole conversation, or or even sitting down for a little bit and talking with with him also. Mm-hmm. And, um, and, and then they started doing Bible study together on Skype. And I think one of the things that we noticed was that uh, Naomi's relationship with Jorge was, had a very positive effect on her, uh, spiritually. And, and it had a positive effect on her relationship within our family, yeah, with other yeah, members definitely. of our family. And, and I always think that's a good sign. I think that when I see young people in a relationship... Um, I always look for that to see how is that relationship affecting them. Is it is it making them depressed? Is it is it making them close off to other relationships in their lives? Angry. Yeah. Uh, Sad. Or or is it actually helping them flourish and blossom into the person that God wants them to be? And and that's definitely the kind of relationship you want to be in. And that's exactly what we saw with Naomi and Jorge. That Naomi just really we felt flourished uh, spiritually. And just in her relationships with her siblings and with her parents and with other people, with her even ministry in church and with her schoolwork, everything. I just we felt like it was we just saw a lot of very positive uh, results coming out of that relationship. One of the other things that gave me an encouragement was that Jorge was willing to wait for Naomi. To be done with school, obviously, she was finishing 12th grade. And not only that, but he was willing to wait till she was done with college, which however many years that would take. And um, this kind of leads us to one of the questions that people yeah, ask. So, so let's, there's a number of questions that we just want to answer. And I think that they're questions that we've been asked different times by different people. Definitely some people have looked at this, oh, what in the world is going on? You let your daughter marry this guy she met online from South America. Um, but one of the questions, yeah, is why didn't we make them wait until she was done with college? And you I want would, to answer that? Uh, yeah, yes. First of all, Naomi was in a fairly rigorous program in homeschool, and by the time she was done... She was very tired, and she was actually even thinking of taking a year off and not even going to school for that year and working and uh, earning some money to pay for college. And secondly, she was not even sure herself what exactly she wanted to do. Um, She wanted to go to a Bible school, but she wanted to have some money so that she could uh, pay for her schooling. So actually, she did not have any particular plan. Uh, or or any particular school in mind, so well, no, she she had talked about some, about some of the schools, but, but nothing was set in concrete. Nothing was set in stone for her. But I would not say at all that that was the reason why we said that he get married before she did. No, come. no, but but what what my idea and and Caleb's idea too um, was that if you see that this is God's will for you to be with this person, if you see that. God is only improving your life through this relationship. Why do you need to wait for a year 
or two or four or six to get married. I think it's so much better and your life is so much happier when you're together, when you're growing Christ together, when you're serving God together. Maybe you can even study better if you're together. Yeah, and I think that a couple of things, yeah, I mean, the main thing is if, you know, we were obviously praying about this a lot, and so was Naomi, and so was Jorge, and I just told him, I said, hey, if it's God's will for you to get married, and you're both adults, and there's no other major obstacle to that marriage. Biblical obstacle. Yeah, biblical obstacle. Then then why why would you wait? It doesn't make any sense. And I think my my belief is that marriage is more important than a college education. Mm-hmm. And we have elevated college education to college experience. Well, it, well, yes, both. But but I think that we've educate we've elevated college education to the to the level of an of an idol often. Of oh, you have to do this. You have where? Why? I mean, yes, studying is good, but I think that a lot of people go through four years of college, they go to graduate school, then maybe six years, and then they don't even work in their area of study. And so why would we force our daughter to do something like that when she might not even end up working in that area of study? The other thing, too, quite frankly, is that I feel like college is just a place where often people lose their faith. Mm-hmm. And, you know, even even in a you know liberal arts Christian college, it's not always the best surroundings for spiritual growth, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. And quite frankly, if my daughter is going to be far away from us, I would much rather have her in a solid home with a person who loves Christ and can help her to grow than to have her in a college dorm. Yes, and for sure, I I would feel the same way. And so both Christina and I feel much less anxious i guess stressed out yes or worried knowing where our daughter is because jorge is a godly man and wants to serve the lord and loves loves god and and um and And wants to take care of naomi and he works hard at his job and he is a lawyer (laughs) (laughs) he he did not lie to us about that it's Mm -hmm. true and and so the other question is, is really connected to this one is, um, oh, and, and as far as the college education, you know what, you can actually go to college once you're married. Yeah. And sometimes I think it's easier. We, Christine, I did how many years of school after we got married? Like, <laughs> you did, you did, um, altogether you did uh, nine years of school. Yeah, and eight and of them eight were eight of them were after we were married. Yeah. So what, what's, I mean, if she wants to go to college, then, you know, let her husband pay for it. And they, <laughs> They can, she can do that. And after he, she's he said he would. Yeah, he, he, said, he yeah. told us that he would. And in fact, what I think is is true is that the older you are, the more you value your education. The more you the more you understand, you realize what you actually want to study, and you go and you study that. Yeah, I, I think that's very true. So you know, another year or two or three down down the road. If she really wants to pursue some sort of education, she'll probably have a lot better idea of what she wants to pursue. 
She'll value it and it'll be useful in her life. And actually living here in Chile will give her a better idea of what would be profitable, what kind of work she might have. If say she's a stay at home mom, what can she do on the side to supplement the income that would actually work in Chile? Mm -hmm. Because we see that Chile definitely is different than the United States and it's different <laughs> than it Ukraine. And there are different things that are in demand here yeah. than in either United States or Ukraine. So the the next question is, what about the young adult slash college experience? Some people come to us and say, well, you know, she needs a couple of years on her own to just have the freedom, experience life, and and everything that young adults experience. How do you respond <laughs> to that, Christina? I don't really think that it's necessary. I think she just as well can experience married life and be happy in in marriage and experience lots of other things that are a lot more useful for your life within marriage than go and live on her own and expose herself to the dangers of this world well yeah i don't think it's necessary i don't even think it's biblical i think that it's another thing that we've just raised to the point of, of being an idol i mean if god has not provided you with a spouse then certainly that's the time of life when you can have a little bit more freedom Paul talks about the, the person that is not married and uh, but is able to do, you know, focus on the things of the Lord. And so it's not about having the young adult experience, but it's about if you're not married at, you know, 19, 20, early 20s, that gives you more opportunity to focus on serving the Lord, uh, which, I mean, Naomi was very active in, in ministry in, in Odessa with our Sunday school and orphan ministry and all that. Um, but I, I don't. I just think that this whole uh, world view of oh, I need to experience this, I need to experience that is a very self-centered, selfish world view that ends up being empty in the end. Because why? Why are you doing these things for for what reason? And biblically, uh, to have a spouse, to experience life with a spouse, I think is much more fulfilling. Yeah, I agree. If God has provided you with that spouse, uh, obviously, it's that's not a, a statement that you just have to find a spouse no matter what. If God has provided you with that spouse, then then get married. I mean, experience those things with with the person you love rather than experience them all alone. All right, uh, next one. Aren't you worried now that your daughter is so far away from you? Actually, no. No, we're it's, not. It's really, it's really surprising to me because so many people came to us and asked us, oh, don't you feel like your heart was ripped out when somebody married your daughter and aren't you crying every night? And, and I would say, no, I, I don't feel that way at all. I actually feel very happy that... Yeah, we're that, very, very happy for her. Yeah. I mean, there, there was some sadness when I think they left on the plane. But yeah, well, it was a bit discombobulated because or just we, the emotions. Yeah, um, they were late for the flight. But I think, so I think <laughs> that was. Yeah, I think ultimately we're just we're happy for her. We see that she's happy, and that Jorge is happy, and and we feel very blessed by that. I mean, you know, we want them to be satisfied in God's will, and and that that's what we see. We're not worried because you know what your children. Like, like, I cannot protect my children from everything. No. And 
if she was to stay in the United States or if she was to stay in Ukraine with us, I could not protect her from all bad things. But God can. And and so so she's in the hands of God, just like we all are, no matter where we are in the world. Mm-hmm. And so there's there's no reason to, to worry about her just because she's in South America or that I mean, you know, what if if something happened to her in Ukraine, you know, when she's not at home, there's probably just as much as I could do about it as if it happened in South America. That's true. And uh, just knowing that she is with the person that she loves and the person loves her back a lot and values her a lot and treasures her, that's what gives me peace about it. Mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. and knowing that he will do whatever it takes to make you know take care of her health, take care of her happiness, well-being, it's just it gives me comfort and knowing that they're both Christians and they're both are seeking the will of God. Yeah, the thing I would worry I would worry about far more than any kind of danger is if if she ended up being in a relationship with someone that was not a Christian that did not love God, that was abusive, and that did not did control. not treat her with with love and respect. Yeah, yeah, yeah definitely. Okay, and then next question. Wouldn't it be better for your chi- um, that your child marries someone from her own culture? Well, first of all, what is Naomi's culture? I don't know. <laughs> well, honestly, this is, I would say it's an appalling question. Because we heard this question, actually this idea from other missionaries. Yeah, I, I'm... Well, well, these missionaries knew us. Well, I've heard from several missionaries. Yes. I have personally heard several missionaries ask the question, would you let your son or your daughter marry... A Ukrainian, for instance. Well, a person from whatever country they serve in, because yeah. I've heard it from oh, yeah. different countries. Yeah. And I have I was shocked a number of times. I said, oh, no, 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 I would never let them marry. They need to go back to the States to marry. And I think, what a, what a foolish thing to say. I just, I don't understand that at all. Um, I want my children to marry someone who loves God and is committed to their faith in God and to, and to serving and loving God. That, that's what I want more than anything. And you know what? That is not limited to Americans. Yeah. And what kind of message does it send to the people in the country that you serve? Yeah. If you do not want your children to marry someone from, we'll say, if we live in Ukraine, if we don't want our children to marry Ukrainians... That's... Well, that would be really weird since I'm married to one, but... <laughs> <laughs> I understand. But say... Say we lived and served in Brazil, and if we did not want our children to marry Brazilians, what kind of message does it send to the people that uh, in the country that you're serving in? It, it just tells them that they're not first-class people, that we don't think that they're good enough for our children to marry. I don't know. It's just, it's a very it, it, bad it, I think it, it underestimates God's ability to change someone's heart. Because it's kind of like, well, you're only going to be good enough for my daughter if you grow up in American culture. God is not able to make your heart in a condition that is good enough to marry my son or daughter. Yes. And you think, wait a minute. So what, God can change, God only works in American culture? It's interesting that since we've gotten back to, to the United States and our children started going to youth group, in the states, they they actually said, 
oh my goodness, I do not want to be like American teenagers. <laughs> I, I think, I don't I think enjoy we might it. we might have the other problem on our hand. None of our kids are going to want to marry an American. <laughs> well, I, well, actually, several of our kids, ha- I think they have said that. They're like, well, I probably would not marry an American. But I, I think it's a little bit early for them to but say that. We're not going to rule that out for no, sure. No, no. But definitely, we are against the idea that that you should only marry somebody from your own culture. Well, and, and, and again, I think that this is, is a fallacy that... Your relationship is going to be better if you're in a relationship with someone who grew up in very, very similar circumstances to you. And the fallacy is that that means you will understand each other better, that you will be able to get along better. We don't get along with people because we're evil, not because we were raised in different cultures. Sin is the problem, not different cultures. And I would say, on the contrary, that actually, if you grew up in a very drastically different culture than your spouse, you have a greater opportunity to show deeper love, more sacrifice, more understanding than if you grew up in the exactly same culture and circumstances. Because you're going to have to show understanding in areas that you never thought you would have to show understanding. And so the potential for deep love is theoretically even greater when the backgrounds of those two people are further apart. Do you agree? Yeah. Yeah. And to add to that is even if um, if you're coming from the same culture, you come from two families that are different families. You're yeah. not raised in the same family. And that's like a different mini culture. And that already constitutes yeah, a difference. Yeah, I mean, that is that is a good point. And I, I really do believe that, that you can be raised, like you could be next door neighbors and go to the same church and have all the same traditions. But guess what? Your family's, it's a different culture. Yeah. Yeah. There's going to be differences. There's always going to be differences. And if if that was such a good thing, then all siblings should get along perfectly, right? Yes. And they don't. <laughs> they don't. So wait a minute. You know, our children were all raised basically the same. Why don't they get along? Why do they have differences? Well, because there's the thing called sin, once again. That's right. the problem, not different cultures. Okay. Some practical advice. Okay. Um, here's... I want to just we want to share with you just a couple of practical things as far as when you think about raising your children that in a way that would prepare them for marriage. Now, I do not claim that we're good at this in any way, shape, or form. It is it's only uh, by God's grace. Yeah, and, and mercy it, it to is a hundred percent God's grace, and and we trust in God's grace for our other four children. But at the same time, we also want to do the best that we can to prepare them emotionally and spiritually uh, for for marriage. And so one of the things that I tell my children is that you're ready for romance when you're ready for marriage. What I mean is, I now obviously you can't dictate their feelings, but you can have a great influence over their choices. 
And so that is why we tell our younger children, when you are 12, 13, 14, 15 years old, you really have no business having a deep romantic relationship with someone of the opposite sex because you are not ready to get married. You can have a friendship, that's fine, but you're not ready to get married. And so really to have a romantic relationship with the potential leading to marriage needs to wait until you're at an age when you could possibly get married. And I think that Naomi was 17 when she started this romantic relationship. And I would say she was close to being an adult. And for a girl, I think it's different because she should not be the one providing for the family. For a young man, I would say that that he needs to wait till he at least has some sort of a employment. idea of uh, employment or some yeah. sort of an idea of what he's going to do with his life. Mm-hmm. And so to be deeply involved romantically with a person before that and having to wait for five, six years that increases the temptation greatly and increases the chances for falling into sin greatly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, so anyway, that's kind of an approach that we take. Uh, another thing that I think is, is very important for the children is to point them to God as the greatest fulfiller of all of their desires and needs and wants and everything. And, and that has to really be carefully done because we all have a tendency to want to find fulfillment in someone else or something else rather than God. And I think it's very helpful if, if even you know, as in youth that the children would understand that, that that is a temptation and that they would be aware of that so that they would be on their guard so that when that you know beautiful young woman comes along, or that beautiful, or that beautiful dashing. That dashing young man comes along, of course they're going to take their hearts, they're going to fall in love, their hearts are going to skip a beat, and all of that kind of stuff, which I think God designed, but but that ought not to surpass their their relationship with God and the and their what what should I say, ultimately seeking fulfillment from God himself, and even after they get married too. Because I think that that's something that I never remember really hearing about. Actually, when you know when, when I was younger, we were dating, and maybe, maybe it just passed by me, I don't know. But I think that a lot of people would avoid a lot of problems if they realize that, listen, make God your ultimate fulfillment, and, and he will provide for you. If he wants to, that spouse, he'll provide for you. But he will always provide for you that fulfillment, that deep, lasting joy. And and when you do that, then you can go into a potential romantic relationship without thinking that, okay, it's this or nothing. Or, I don't know, we've just seen, I think we've seen young women and I think we've seen men, uh, young men that have gotten married because they just feel like, if I don't take this opportunity i'm not going to be happy 
And that's what we want to avoid. And this is the only man for me. This is the only one. Even though you could see problems cropping up. You, you mean not not that it's the only one, but that it's the only opportunity. Yes, this yeah. is the only opportunity, yes. Yeah, and so they take it because they think, if I don't get married, I will not be happy. Yes, and and that's, that's, a false, that's a false assumption. God, That means that you don't believe God can make you happy without a spouse, but he can. Yes, and, and uh, to kind of, Piggyback off of the previous one, um, when um, you're ready for romance, when you're ready for marriage. Well, that doesn't mean that you should. Okay, I'm uh, I'm the right age to be married, so I can just go and date around. I what we think we mean is that you need to date a person that you see that might be a good candidate a potential spouse for you yeah yeah and and that's something we tell our children too that um that initial relationship you know you're looking for a spouse not looking for a girlfriend to just you know spend time with and have fun with yeah it it should be specifically i'm looking for you know is this a person i want to spend the rest of my life with is this a person that that has godly standards that loves the lord that so so you're looking for someone qualities of, of a good husband or a good wife yeah and, and godly the best husband or godly wife and the best way is to observe them in the group situations like in the observe youth, how in they the relate group. to other people and especially how they relate to their parents yes yes absolutely yeah. okay. okay so uh next point is uh, don't be controlling but don't be apathetic about your child's romance life and I think that's kind of a fine balance sometimes, and maybe it depends on the child. Definitely, you don't want to be apathetic about it. Um, but but I feel like our initial response when we find out about Nim and Jorge's relationship was like, okay, we need to take control of the situation. <laughs> well, yeah, it was, and and I think and right control every every everything. Well, no, well, I, I think rightly so initially because it was new. We didn't know what was going on. And we wanted to provide good, you know, leadership for, for Naomi. And we want to protect her from possible problems. Uh, and so, again, this, you know, if you have a, if your daughter is 40 years old and living on her own, and, you know, there's not much you're going to do there probably. But as as your children grow up and you see that there's, you know, they're the age where it's appropriate for them to maybe start looking for a spouse, uh, you want to provide them with with guidance, I think, uh, that is appropriate. Um, but you also not to be too controlling because yeah, my, my initial response was, Oh no, this is not good. You know, <laughs> but then I, when I, once I investigated it, I realized, wait, you know, maybe this is God's, God's leading. In so, fact, it turned out to be the best situation. We could not even have imagined finding yeah. somebody like that. But, but I think that the tendency is to be either apathetic about it. Like, well, like, well, the our culture's understanding of love is it just happens. Like, like you can't control it. But actually, there are choices that you make when it comes to love, and there are standards that you have to have. And if you just let love happen, most likely it's not going to happen in in the best way. And so, so there needs to be some guidance, but not not overly controlling. And the final one, don't be judgmental. You used to be young too at one time. Actually, you wrote that one, Christina, so explain what you mean. 
Um, I'd say that often oh, we forget how it was when we were young, when we were dating, and um, we impose crazy rules on our children. You know about you and me? Yeah. Yeah. Like, <laughs> well, I, of course, I mean, well, I... we, did, we didn't have such over... I would say we were overprotective parents at first. Well, when we found out about this relationship, we reacted a lot more than our parents reacted. When yeah, they I would found say my my it. parents were definitely more relaxed about it. But I don't well, know. my dad told Caleb just in passing, "Oh yeah, you can marry my daughter." Well, and it wasn't in passing. I called oh. and, and asked if I could marry you, but he, he said, he'd never met me, and that was the first conversation he'd ever had with me. And she'd say, "Yeah, you can marry her." So that was that's another story. But 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 both of our parents they they just reacted in a much less <laughs> i wouldn't say violent but emotional way to our uh, our dating so so i felt like we were a little bit but again i think every situation is different to, because because naomi was was quite young she was still living at home you were not living at home anymore no no i i i was not living at home anymore and so, anyway, every situation is a little bit different. But just, but just try to, just try to see some of the things from the perspective of your children. Yeah. And um, don't pressure them when it's unnecessary. All right, friends. Well, I think that we pretty much covered it. That's sort of the story in a, in a you know, fairly medium to large size nutshell. <laughs> <laughs> so if you have, if you have any additional questions. Or, or advice. Maybe, maybe you have some advice. How do you, how do you help your children prepare for marriage? Uh, let us know. Put a comment in the show notes for this one, or send us in, a in Facebook. Message. Yeah, we would love to hear from you. But uh, yeah, so this episode is on superfamily.org, and you can catch the audio there. Also, you can get it on iTunes or anywhere where you would download your podcast would love to uh, have you review it or give it a rating that would help it get out in front of other people and uh, until next time we'll we'll see you probably or <laughs> you'll hear us i guess next time and we'll probably be back in north america after a trip here in chile all right blessings to you all, all right, blessings